And good afternoon, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I'm your host, Casey Hendrickson. As many of you know, there is um, a pretty quick turnaround for the political process here in Michiana after the tragic passing of Representative Jackie Wilarski. Nobody really wanted to have a turnaround on an election this fast, but uh, we have to. There's a process that plays out, and joining us right now is the former Attorney General Curtis Hill, who has announced that he is also seeking the second district seat. Curtis, how you doing, man? I'm good, Casey. How are you? I am hanging in there. So um, this has been a whirlwind. You and I saw each other at Zach's funeral. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you know, it's it's been a tough, tough last week and last month for a lot of people. Um, and I had heard that you might be considering, people weren't really sure, and then ultimately you announced that you're you're in the race. Um, I, is it 10 people now? We have to like 10 people? It was it, like five, and now I think it's like 10? Casey, it might be more than that. Holy uh, I, smokes. I someone showed me a list, and I didn't have a chance to really study it, but I, I, it looks like it's maybe up to 12. Uh, wow. It's kind of a crazy number. That is, yeah, that's a lot of people uh, who are seeking this. And, and maybe a lot of people are counting on, you know, a five-day turnaround being a, a possibility for them to win. I don't know. But what is it, you know, former Attorney General of the state, um, I've, I've always kind of pegged you as somebody who probably be running for governor or something like that in the future. What made you decide to hop into this race? Well, you know, for the last year and a half, I've uh, kept a low profile, but I've been maintaining uh, a lot of the activity that I do uh, across the country, been doing speaking, some writing, um, doing some uh, the type of work that uh, one might expect, and with an, eye, with an eye on getting back into public service. Um, never in my wildest imagination did I think that it would be on the heels of such a tragedy uh, with uh, my good friend Jackie. Um, and when I heard about it, uh, I was like you and everyone else in a state of shock. Um, and calls were being made because people were missing their friend and then also wondering what's going to happen with our champion. Yeah, yeah, that was kind of surreal because I was getting that too. Everybody's like in shock. Everybody's sad. Yeah. But at the same time, they're like, what now? What now? now what? You know, it's right around the corner and nobody really had time to breathe. Um, and, and so now we're, we're kind of thrust in this. There's, you know, some big names. You probably have the most recognizable household name do you think that that's going to help you when we're dealing with precinct captains or is that something that that may not benefit you now but if you get this going forward in the general election obviously that could be something you could use to your advantage well i think both i mean the the advantage that i have is that i have uh worked throughout the state of indiana uh this is my home district so of course i was the prosecutor in elkhart for a long time Mm -hmm. um but as attorney general i did a lot of work not only across the state but in the second district and uh, a lot of talks we know a lot of people there um, so that was part of my decision. I, I was, uh, asked to consider it by a few people. Um, and the thing that brought it to bear to me is, is we need to have someone who can build off of Jackie's legacy, uh, someone that can hit the ground running, that can be an impact, uh, individual right away. Um, Casey, as you know, the next two years in, in Washington, DC are going to be, uh, uh an absolute terror. Yeah. Um, and that, that it, it doesn't even matter if we get the house back or not. It's going to be bad. And we need to have people who can um, uh, be engaged in the process. Uh, as a former prosecutor, 28-year prosecutor, um, uh, I'm uniquely qualified uh, to be one of those people who looks at investigations that need to take place, investigations on why we shut our government down, investigations on why we were uh, mandating vaccinations for children uh, who uh, weren't at risk. Uh, things that have been really, really problematic over the last couple of years that, as we see, are just getting worse and worse and worse as time goes on. So what are some of the, the priorities? Obviously, you're going to be going in, you know, right turn around if you win this thing. You got now a general election right around the corner. But let's just say you get into Washington, D.C. 
uh, Representative Curtis Hill. What are some of like the top, let's give like three or four things that you would really want to accomplish beyond the investigative process of it, which you've already addressed? Well, I think it's nece- I think it's important to get uh, uh, a handle on what's going on in the justice system. That's a that's a natural foray for me. We're seeing uh, Soros appointed um, uh, DAs across the country, and we've seen crime rate the crime rate rise uh, up to thirty percent in some uh, some areas. Yeah, um, that's going to seep into communities like this if we don't get a handle on it and we don't get right with justice. So, uh, I certainly want to see um, what we can do to lend a hand in that regard. Um, the economy. Um, we need to make Indiana and, uh, and, and America uh, energy independent and energy dominant. You know, just a few years ago, uh, what was gas? A dollar eighty-seven. Uh, right. Now we do handstands when gas drops below four dollars. Uh, that's ridiculous. Yeah, now it's back up to four bucks well, again. <laughs> but it, and, and we have to have policies in place that that will uh, effectively allow us to in, engage in our freedoms again. Now, would you anticipate? If you go to Congress, would you anticipate going in there with any piece of legislation that you'd want to submit kind of right away? Or do you think that you would be going in there and kind of looking for certain representatives that are ideologically aligned with you to kind of help support their legislation? Well, keep in mind, two weeks ago, I wasn't thinking about being in Congress. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what I would do is once we get past the caucus, uh, the, the first priority then is to organize a, a full and proper uh, campaign team for November. And then in the process of campaigning for the position, um, do the evaluating and the understanding uh, of what it takes going in on day one. Uh, so, no, I don't have an agenda uh, other than I want my country back. Uh, I want to make sure that we fight and defend freedom and we, and we define what that properly is. Um, we need to stop the cancel culture. Um, there's so much that needs to be done. And what I really look forward to is having that voice and a platform to be able to lead some of these efforts, to, uh, uh, to speak on the issues, much of what Congress does certainly is in the chamber, um, but also from a leadership standpoint, it's grabbing a hold of the right issues and uh, uh, galvanizing a movement. And we need to engage in a movement that brings our country back and restores who we are as Americans. And again, we're talking with the former Indiana Attorney General Curtis Hill, who has announced that he is running for the 2nd Congressional District in this special election. Caucus uh, happens on the 20th of this month, so right around the corner. Um, Curtis, do you feel that you're in a unique position, one, as a prosecutor, and a a former attorney general, but also as a black man to address um, criminal justice issues, police, anti-police, defund the police type stuff, and then also critical race theory uh, in academics, both at the collegiate level, which probably not going to be able to do much about that considering you're dealing with adults, but but certainly in the K through 12 environment. Do you feel like you're in a unique position to address that? I think absolutely. Um, the, the, the demographic that we need um, in the Republican Party, we need to be expanding. Uh, certainly one of, the, one of the major issues that we have is this concept of social justice or racial justice. And I'm sorry, Casey, I believe in justice. I believe we need to dehyphenate these aspects. And it's important to have uh, leadership um, that understands that. Uh, much of what I've been doing over the course of the last year and a half, and in fact prior to leaving office, uh, has been in identifying ways in which to increase the demographic of the conservative movement. Um, you probably are aware of this because you know so much. My wife tells me you know everything. Um, <laughs> but but if you look into the black community, it is very, very conservative. And I wrote, a, I wrote a piece recently yeah. entitled Thinking Red and Voting Blue and How to uh, Win the Black Vote. And the idea is uh, we have to start demonstrating empathy in the black community uh, so that we can develop credibility 
within that community and then present the data that this is what things this is what's going on in reality um, we're, we're still dealing with decades-old perceptions um, perceptions that are very real to the black community and that's why you have people who think like us but they vote away from us because they think us is racist and that is being used to weaponize um, this country um, the, the worst thing that a person can face is being called a racist. So you will do or say just about anything to keep that from happening, including keeping your mouth shut when you should be opening your mouth and speaking up. So one of the things that we need to do is be open and honest and truthful about the world around us, speak when it's necessary, recognize the truth as it's necessary, and then sh stand shoulder to shoulder against the, uh, the craziness of redefinition. Uh, we're redefining everything now to fit a, a particular narrative, a socialist narrative, and um, if we continue down that path, we won't have the America that you and I grew up in. I want to talk about Roe v. Wade, because mm -hmm. obviously this is going to be a fight. Whoever goes to Congress is going to have to deal with. Mm -hmm. um, they're going to try and codify, you know, abortion. You have, um, for those of you who have not attended the various times, as Curtis has said, he's been very active um, since, since he left as attorney general. He's constantly doing something here. You're very pro-life. I, I know that. Mm -hmm. Maybe a lot of people out there in the audience don't necessarily know that, but that fight's coming. So as Indiana's representative for District 2 in Congress, you know, how are you going to approach that? Where are you going to stand on that issue? Um, is there room for compromise on anything with abortion for you or no? Well, first of all, the opportunity that, that Dobbs gives us is to change the narrative. Uh, for the last 49 years, we've been on defense and uh, trying to chip away and getting back to an even playing field. And so Dobbs comes along, tosses the issue back to the states, and a lot of people misunderstood. They thought, well, this is a great day. Abortion is over. No, it's just the beginning. And I liken it to the opportunity that, that, our, that our state legislature had, for example. It's, it's like being in a new ball game with a 0-0 score, and you've got more people on the field. Um, now, what do you do? Are you going to toss the ball to the other side and let them have it first? And again, play defense, that's the danger. And that's what happens when we buy into the narrative, it's about abortion. The narrative, the real narrative here is about life. What we have to do is define human life to include the unborn. Um, when someone's life is taken uh, from the age of one minute old on, we call it murder. But something seems to happen. We seem to diminish life before that, that, that birth. That's what we have to focus on. If we identify the life and then understand the central question is, when do we not protect the life? Um, that should be the focus of how we proceed. And with the idea of changing the hearts and minds, um, the way that we're operating now, we look at abortion and we say, well, well when, can we, when is it okay to have an abortion? Uh, well, it's never okay to have an abortion. Um, that being said, we have to recognize that we've been conditioned in this nation to, to have a, a, a value system that says that, that abortion is okay for some people. And that's what we have to fight against. Uh, you talked about uh, the other side wanting to codify abortion. We should be looking at codifying life, uh, defining life for what it is and protecting that life and, uh, and then addressing uh, what happens in the, in the developmental stages of life. Uh, should there be a greater degree of protection for the fetus versus the embryo? Uh, those are legitimate questions that need to be that need to be made to get to the, get us to a point where we can have a firm understanding of what 
of, of how we're going to move forward. But I'm afraid we're going to have a big, big uh, philosophical battle in the various states across the country for quite some time to come. Yeah, you, you mentioned some, you know, obviously defining what life is, because I always found it interesting that the intent of the mom seems to be what the left says defines life. If she intends to give birth, then it's a human baby. If she doesn't intend to give birth, then it's not. Because if you're involved in an incident that kills the child, and she was planning on carrying it to term, but it's still legally able to be aborted, suddenly it's murder or it's vehicular manslaughter of, of the baby in her stomach. And it's, well, okay, but that they, doesn't make any sense. That's why they call it abortion. They call it abortion to hide the fact that it's killing a baby right. because that's what it's doing. You know, and, and, and that somehow desensitizes one from what's really happening. And that's what we have to get away from. We have to make people aware this is killing a baby. That's what was so important about the, uh, uh, the Klopfer babies, the 2,411 uh, uh, fetal remains that were discovered in mm-hmm. Chicago uh, a few years ago. It was important to bring those babies back home and provide them with a proper burial in order to demonstrate the humanity in their death. Because by expressing humanity in their death, uh, we suggest that there should be humanity in their life. Uh, if, if, we, if we bury these, uh, these unborn babies as if they were human, we are acknowledging that, yes, they are human. And as humans, they are deserving of this treatment. And we need to get to the point where, we're, where they remain deserving of that treatment to the point where we don't allow them to be killed. There are alternatives. All right, Curtis, how can people learn more about you, support the campaign? Well, uh, we've got a, our short campaign up until Saturday. We uh, have a website. It's uh, Curtis. For the hill, uh, kind of a play on words, um, <laughs> and you can go there and find information. It, and it's it, you can get biographical information on what I've done over the years, uh, and also we have a listing of positions. I've got a section on there called um, off, uh, "On the Record" or "For the Record," and it's got a listing of not only writings that I've done over the past uh, several years on topics such as uh, 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 voter integrity, um, uh, abortion, uh, race relations. Uh, but we've also have some uh, work that I did as attorney general, letters that I wrote regarding the pandemic, uh, mask uh, ordinances, uh, health department uh, issues. We wrote a letter, a uh, pretty stern letter, and uh, got some changes made up in St. Joe County Health Department when they were coming down on churches. So there's lots of activity that people can see what we've done. Instead of just uh, saying, I'm a conservative, or, or here's what I'll do, we've got a cachet of information that demonstrates what's been done. All right, Curtis for the Hill. Dot com. That's it. Former Attorney General Curtis Hill running for the Congressional District in District 2. Best of luck, man. Thank you, buddy. All right. Appreciate it. Appreciate your time. We got more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel.